You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show and my other show, Enthusiasts, plus to get the latest interviews, K-pop news, album reviews, and so much more, subscribe to the show's free newsletter at 17karatkpop.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hi, everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. I decided I'll just keep as a separate episode my NCT topics. So today, NCT Dream's concert, my initial reaction, which I recorded right in the aftermath, right after the show. So you will get my real-time reaction. And then I will share my thoughts on key details in Do Jun's debut. First, NCT Dream Talk. I am so, so, so excited. I finally saw Seven Dream in concert, just a few months after my last N Citizen Dream Come True moment with seeing NC 217 in concert. And I want to talk about my experience. It was much better atmosphere-wise than it was for NC 217. Nothing against the show itself, it was just for me personally. The whole thing, talked about it in that past episode. Anyway, this show was a much better all-around experience for me during and outside of the show. My ultimate NCT Dream review can be best summarized as just happy. Like, their show is so happy. It's such a mood boost. It is just so adorable, so cute. When I say they're like the kids bop of K-pop, I mean that is a good thing. Like, I mean that in the highest regard. They're adorable, endearing, wholesome. They're just so sweet and cute and lovable. And I really just enjoyed the show start to finish. They brought the kind of upsides of a kid's show, a kid's TV show, kid's movie, or even a kid's bot video or something, a Disney Channel promo, whatever. They brought that youthfulness and wholesomeness to a show that all ages could like. Like, they have corny level antics that don't feel corny. They feel earnest. They feel sincere, not an act, because of their raw talent. So rather than, you know, classic kid show content where they're using maybe a high-pitched character voice or just kind of talk singing in the way a lot of nursery rhymes kind of are. Those kind of shows probably tick off the parents, you know, they're not fun for the parents. But this kind of thing was. And I'm saying show here, kid show in a loose term, referring to anything, a TV show, live show, Disney on ice, whatever you want to think about that you're taking your kids to. All ages fun. This show had that appeal only better, because it had something for the adults too, because of the talent. The talent was not just what little kids would find talented, but objectively really good talent. Adult-level talent, years worth of practice, with a youthful sensibility. It was such contagious joy. It was such a great night to just unleash your inner child. And what I've always loved about NCT Dream, which is kind of the focus of my full review, shameless plug, 17karatkpop.substack.com, is that they are so unapologetically very youthful. Nothing is too extra. Lean into the concept, unguarded, let out your inner child permission. It comes across on stage as authentic, childlike joy and wonder. All the good things about kids and your inner child, they bring to mind. This boundless, amazing level of energy, this teamwork, a lot of cute hugging and hand hearts and arms around each other moments, sweet brotherly love, a lot of just goofing off on stage together, running around and jumping like, again, boundless energy. I mean, it really was just like watching a bunch of adorable kids playing together that made for just an interesting, disarming, surprising mixture because all the fun antics came not at the expense of pulling on a really polished show. Their synchronization was incredible. I expected it to be good, but this was better than I thought. 
I really think it was just an impressive show. Obviously, I'm biased, but I think more objectively, a critic would enter the show thinking, oh, the kids bop of K-pop? Ready for junior varsity hours? No. They would walk away thinking, whoa, I'm blown away. It did have the cutesiness I thought it would, but not at the expense of tons of real talent. So it was just so fun, yet also still professional. Rather than my usual countdown of reasons why the show is great or other listicle-type talk, my main comment is just that it was full of joy. I just had so much fun letting out my inner child, just feeling like, sure, why not? Let's just dance and sing about being awesome and friendship and holding hands and puppy love-type stuff and hello, future. It's just so optimistic, so unjaded, so refreshing. Also, shameless plug again, Check out the Substack review because you'll also see at the end of the article embedded my YouTube highlight reel from the show. So more cute moments. They were all just so freaking cute. So you can check those out there. To be fair, I do want to point out some lowlights because that's just what I do. Just give you a full picture of the show. The lowlights honestly really are objectively and subjectively. I don't see many. This was a really impressive show with nonstop energy. It was quite a bit over two and a half hours, I believe. Yet it felt like it went by super fast. They paced it so well, though. It never went down to a lower level, moodier song for more than one or two songs in a row. The speed, overflowing charisma, the spectacle, the top tier dancing, the settings, the props, whatever, the variety of ways they showed that they really have this natural synergy with each other, like even with kind of mirroring each other, like in Quiet Down, when they kind of just mimicked each other's moves from different parts of these glass boxes. So even when they kind of shifted gravity, they found ways to stay in sync. Really impressive. The ments, the pacing, the fact they didn't really stop much to talk between songs was great. I like the nonstop performances. Didn't feel like any filler chatter. I love that they didn't sacrifice connecting with the audience to do so, though. They proved you can still have special intimate eye contact moments with the crowd without stopping to chatter. Just during songs, they would get up to the front of the stage and interact with the crowd then. So the show just kept it up, kept moving. The ending, another highlight because it was very cute and unexpected how they ended up singing three songs, then they went backstage, came back out for candy. I love when artists do this with accessories that were exactly what they were in the music video. So they brought that to life with a North Pole type Christmas outro and they left one by one which I just thought was a unique twist because sometimes it's kind of a meandering encore where an artist is, you don't know how long they'll just kind of be there. Not talking about 17's encores. Those are spectacularly endless. But you know, there are some encores where it's like, I would kind of like a little heads up, a little idea how long they're still going to be on stage. They made sure you knew when the show was over because it was when the last member did their solo goodbye. And they each did a really cute sign-off too. Again, burning to mind like a kid's show. They each did a fun pose or made a goofy comment, hugged a plushie. Love when Jemin took a carrot plushie of a literal carrot. He said that was Chicago and then he kissed it and hugged it, which was super cute. Another highlight was this crowd. The energy was there. People brought a lot of funny signs. Lots of signs about streaming Golden Hour, Mark's new single. Lots of jokes about eggs and other comments that you totally were confused by if you didn't know about Mark's single. 
The crowd also gave them the toy store's worth of stuffed animals, which again added to the sense of just beautiful, unapologetic embracing of their inner children, picking up the plushies during the encore, hugging them while singing. So much. I'm probably even forgetting more highlights that I'll think of later. Oh, also the fact they had the names of songs on the screen as the show progressed. I just thought that was nice because if you were like a critic assigned to review this show and did not know the group at all, you just stayed in the loop. You knew what each song was. It's just nice for newer fans who are just tagging along with a friend or family member. If they suddenly become a fan of the artist, they can go back and know what songs to check out on their own time. And it's just a nice way to make the show feel even more welcoming, fun for the whole family. Because whether a hardcore fan like me or super casual, you felt like you weren't out of the loop. I mean, I guess with some of the inside jokes on people's signs, yes. But I'm saying the efforts put into the dream show itself made it as welcome to all types of fans to enjoy as possible. You didn't feel like you were ignorant and didn't know what you were talking about because you didn't remember a song title or something. I don't know, I just appreciated that. It also helped kind of keep pace because they did lots of interesting medleys slash half songs, halves of songs mashed together to fit in more in the set list than I thought they would, which I thought was great. But it also would be confusing if they were going to go back to and finish part of a song or if they had just moved on. So again, having the titles on the screen helped keep pace and was appreciated. So the show was just fast-paced, full of fun, impressive, delightful, so, so good. The only main downsides, honestly, like objectively and subjectively, what was not impressive was very a minimal amount of stuff. One is still, I think, the pre-show needs some work. This crowd was just kind of relatively quiet, and they played a couple NCT Dream songs on loop and a couple of the videos, but that was it. Like, it was not like Seventeen's wonderful pre-show where they have a chronological music video countdown. So as the music videos in their queue get more and more recent, they know how to really excel at building that suspense, that anticipation. The enthusiasm was not consistently ginned up in that way with the like five songs they played for this group and only sporadically as we waited. So pre-show needs some work. I also didn't care for more of the dramatic posing VCRs, the interlude videos. Some of them were just kind of serious and moody and I was hoping to see more of the first VCR, which is the can't miss one, the funny skit. Just I guess because I've been to so many K-pop shows, what I've learned to appreciate way more are the funny skits. I want the comedy, the dramatic posing I can get from any comeback, not even just in person. But there's something about watching the funny sketches with a live audience that is different and special. So I wish more groups would do that. I mean, I still think about the group Winners VCR. That sketch was really good. So anyway, NCT Dream had a fun sketch for the first break time. Long story short, raw numbers, misconnections kind of a thing, bad advice. It was a very, very funny team effort to woo a date and it went terribly wrong, but it was just a super cute love guru services premise. It was basically the matchmaking service role they play in the glitch mode video, just in a more comical direction. So I like the video tie-in and the fact it was something very different and new too. Honestly, not many other downsides come to mind. I really was just so, so impressed. 
I knew I would like it because I'm a big end citizen, obviously. But they really did, I think, pretty objectively, just trying to think, all bias aside, blew me away. They really were just better than you think. You go into their show thinking you'll get one level of amusement and talent, and they excel past those expectations 100-fold. They are such a great unit who work so well together. So glad Seven Dream is now for life. Those are my full thoughts. Maybe kind of just a, an excited, gushing, rambling session. If you want my more cohesive thoughts, I articulated them probably better in that Substack review. Plus, you can just see for yourself some of the best parts of the show in that highlight reel, 17caratkpop.substack.com. Now let's talk about Doje Jun, the new NCT subunit who debuted with Perfume. First of all, great concept idea because it represents so much. It represents the scent lingering of a lover or a crush, but also the downsides of that, the unwanted memory sticking on you like a bad smell. And the merch ideas and the packaging concept, the whole marketing of this comeback writes itself as does the TikTok ready putting on perfume dance. I mean, it was all kind of written for them, just in that premise. They have beautiful, smooth vocals. They sound great as a unit. I do feel a little bad for Tail, though, because, I mean, Jaehyun, Doyeon, and Tail together, now that is a unit. Timeless, chef's kiss. But of course I love Junwoo. I also like that they release short films to really help set the mood. This high teen romance concept, very K-drama-esque, full of dramatic swoon-worthy stares as well. Jaehyun's outfits are another highlight for me. Like the purple sweater, his winter outfit as he goes to the airport. I mean, he's just serving looks. So style-wise, vocal-wise, concept-wise, love all of it. The more subtle reasons to love it, the more subtle hints, if you will, the subtle sense that I want to flag include the fact that they each hold up a mugshot sign, like their number and the name and stuff, and they each put a scent, cotton, bergamot, citron. And they each have a number, their jail number basically, is their birth date. But even cooler, the meaning hidden in the flyers Jenwoo puts up in the perfume video that say, fragrance, welcome to Proust House, presumably a reference to Marcel Proust, a French author who wrote In Search of Lost Time. The English translation of the title, Remembrance of Things Past, also brings to mind the whole NCT registering bulletin board meme theorizing I do and have done in all past episodes of NCT Talk. I won't talk your ears off about that again today, but I'm just saying. All my time travel-related theories, memory-related theories, very much make it a fitting book choice to have a shout-out to In Search of Lost Time in their video. Fun fact, Kiss was originally called Lips, and then Kiss Kiss, then just Kiss. Kiss Kiss is cute, I would have kept that. Lips, I'm glad they didn't go with because they already have a song called Lips, a Japanese song from 127. I don't like when the different subunits use the same word, like Boom by NCT Dream and 127. Not a fan of when they do that. Lastly, I want to share my favorite lyrics from the album Perfume. Jaehyun's poetry in perfume, sweet, you're here in all my memories, tonight falling in, just as time seals shut. In ordinary, Jenwoo is such a gentleman and says, maybe if you let me, I want to hold your hand and walk with you, which is so cute. It's a cute song too about just wanting to express yourself, but all you can muster is a basic greeting, just hi. You sound just ordinary, but you wanted to floor them. 
Then there's Dive, which just has very vivid lyrics, really paints a picture. Color me with that transparent light, like this overwhelming feeling. Swell up, erase the world that didn't know you. Everything is far away. There's no point anymore. Talking about feeling deep in the ocean. Very poetic. So overall, beautiful release that I'm quite happy with. My favorite songs are probably Strawberry Sunday and Perfume. But feel free to share your thoughts with me, as well as any other hidden video details I missed. That's all for me today. Thank you all for tuning in. Stay in NCT, and I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.